Welcome to uh, the sound of a podcast that is a deep exhale of air, expressing a deep satisfaction over something. Will we ever find out? We may not. I'm Kevin. Take it across from me is Bruce Gray. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's Bruce Gray here. Bruce Big Nuts Gray. I don't feel so confident in my nuts lately. <clears throat> Dude, pump up the confidence in them nuts, bro. You know what helps me? What? I draw a picture of myself with big nuts. Then you stare at it? Yeah. Every day? Mm-hmm. I take- you tap it. You hang it in your room, and then you tap it. Mm-hmm. On the way out, like it's a let's win today sign. Dude, what I do is I listen to me and Ryan Singer. You know, I've been hanging out with him, and he told me about, you know, sex magic. So you put all your hopes and dreams on a board, and then you go out in the forest and you come on it. That's a legitimate story. Did he, he told tell me. you that? Yeah. So I put a post-it note, and it's just it's a me with just a huge cock. And so I just wait, go you're supposed there. to write down a vision board and then go out into the forest and jack off onto it? Yep. While you stare at it. That's how you. So I went out there. I stared at a DVD set of In Living Color, and I'm like, that's all I ever wanted with black friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You go there, come. Yeah, I mean, but what you get caught doing that. You go to jail for, so, and you get whatever. I mean, that's why it's a secret of the rich and famous. Because is that what he says? That rich people jack off on his stuff. That's what Oprah does. She what is she? What do she do? They go out into the forest and rub one out. Yeah, you got to rub one out. You got to well because you have to create a, an intense feeling, you know. And so jerking it is the greatest way, greatest way to do it. I don't really know anything about this, but I, I have. I do I have, believe that the, he told you this. He does. He, say, did, he does say a lot of wacky stuff. He said. He said it before. I. You know. Hey, I'm on board. I'm like, hey, let's do it. Let's jerk it in the forest. You know, I want to. I want a Ferrari or whatever. You, you get one of those Scholastic Book Fair <laughs> posters of a fer- the Ferrari. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you take it out there, all done up in the tube. I want. I want uh, I want this twelve pack of number two pencils. See, I'm just and then I, I want the uh, ooh, ooh, ooh is that that's a nice pencil box. Imagine okay, imagine you're hiking <laughs> and you walk you're walking out and you walk past a guy who's carrying a vision board. You're like oh great, dude. Even even worse. I I've done some hiking by myself and uh, I always want to be set up before dusk. Uh, because the feeling of walking towards where you're going to set up camp when it's dark to me is not fun. Like I, I get very anxious. I like to have fire around. Uh, so the idea of like at that time walking to your campsite and then seeing like the glow of candlelight in the distance and then just seeing Ryan just bent over jacking it on top of, of a vision board. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. It's, but you know what? It's not for us. You know, it's for him. You know, it's for him. He, that's the problem with, you know, when you have a vision, sometimes the outside world will get in the way. We should jack off onto the recorder right now. I mean, just jam up the. I jerk it onto uh, any, I'll open up Spotify to get number one and I'll just slam it. I'll just slam it on my. <laughs> and just push it down on your penis. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what I want to jack off onto the Dodgers winning the World Series. I mean, but that's so, I mean, risk reward, you know, I mean, you're risking being labeled as a sex predator, you know, just for the. See, that's what I want to see is like, you know, how they have like the cops TV <laughs> version of like, what are you doing of like here? a game warden one where there's like a game warden that busts you fishing. It's mostly just like busting people for fishing without a license. It's Chris. Uh, what's his name? Hedges or Chris. Not Chris said, this is the guy that that busts the pedophiles. Oh, Chris Hansen. <laughs> Chris Hansen. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing out I here? I just, I don't think it's worth it for it to maybe work. And I, well, I don't. What, the thing I don't like about it is that you have to go out into the middle of the forest. You don't have to. You could do it at home. You could do it at home. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I write some positive things on my, you know, dry erase board. You do. I walk by it. Nothing happens. What are your positive messages to yourself that you give yourself? It's not much. Some, sometimes I'm really feeling it. I'll get in there. Visualize greatness. That's a good one. Yeah? Yeah, dude. What do you visualize when no, you're visualizing nothing, greatness? Really nothing, really. It's kind of like a, me doing like silver surfer shit at my high school reunion. <laughs> dude, honestly? Where I'm like floating around. And I'm like, everybody is gay but me. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I turned down. So at my first high school reunion, they asked me to do stand-up. And I was like, nah, I want to be... 
or my second one, uh, I'm like, I want to be at a level. And now I'm like, can you give me 250 maybe 250 bucks and a free dinner? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do I it. don't think I'll ever go to my high school reunion. I didn't go to this one. I haven't gone to any of mine. Um, I still talk to a, a lot of people from what I went to high school with. That the I'm, lunch ladies? Oh, yeah. Oh, Kevin, we was giving you so much food. Oh, honey, I signed my hairnet for you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah you, they're <laughs> hanging hairnets up in the rafters. Yeah. The Dude. The the uh, the, I mean I hate to be just stereotypical, but the sloppy Joe lady, perfect, perfect. She was the best. Were you kicking it with the? Because there was there's always a couple of dorks who got in good with the lunch ladies and no, were kicking no. it. In there I was a real social butterfly. Uh, emphasis on the butterfly. Dude, imagine imagine how like teachers get caught fucking kids and like. A lot of times it's a hot teacher. Imagine like the high school quarterback gets caught just dogging out the lunch lady. And he's like, he's like six six, yeah, you know, two hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> she's an old lunch lady. Yeah, she's a big woman. And he's like, yeah, she took advantage of me. I, uh, it was a power dynamic that I couldn't yeah. say no to. I follow a couple lunch ladies on TikTok. Dude. Do you really? I do absolutely. Are they some thirst traps or no? They're in there just cook. <laughs> they're in there just cooking up. Oh yeah, you know. they are. They're not just, oh. they're in there cooking shit up. I love it when a lunch lady gets all sweaty, you know, and oh, then she, yeah. uh, she'll, what she'll do is she'll go grab some toilet paper and stuff them under her armpits while she's yeah. cooking. And then she <sighs> rings out her headband as the very oh. last thing into the cream corn. Oh, no, she wouldn't dare. She wouldn't dare mess with their creation, the beauty cream corn. Uh, no, I, I love it when they're in there cooking and the heat's up. Is it still know? lunch lady? Because now I bet, that, have they opened it up to all genders? I don't know if lunch lady was ever an official title. Like, I don't know if it was on your paycheck back in the day. What, like, what was it? Our service was rendered to lunch lady. Yeah, <laughs> on, your, on your invoice? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's probably like... There's got to be uh, a lunch lady podcast where like two ladies are lunch ladies. Like, well, this week we're going to do cream corn. If there ain't, we need to jump on that train. Yeah. This week we do a cream corn. Dude, let's make a really in-depth lunch lady documentary. I'm she down. wakes up every day. At six thirty a.m., it's like not that early. It's, it's like, dude, you know what I've been thinking about? So we, so me and Ryan are doing a pod. We're gonna do ten episodes and just do characters and shit. It's gonna be a blast. But the idea of doing a ten episode podcast is so exciting to me. Like even you saying that right now, I'm like, let's do ten episodes of the on ten it. episode Lunch Lady podcast. Yeah, like just to fuck around. And well, like, there's like a Michael Jordan. I'm thinking of like a Michael Jordan of Lunch Ladies, where it like shows her like every day getting ready, and then like. Driving to the school. I'll never forget that OJ uh, documentary. Oh, the yeah. Rory Scovel oh, talking Scoble about bit, yeah. it. But uh, I, I just, that guy just killed me. Just talking about, like, you could have that guy in every documentary. Yeah. What was your bus driver like growing up? I don't remember. You were not a bus head? I was a bus head in junior high. Uh, that's where the whole scandal happened where I pretended I had a, yeah. a twin brother. I had a bus scandal. Ill. You uh, did the uh, the principal of my school, this guy John Hefner. He's since passed away. Really nice guy, but he was also he had a not that he had a stutter. He was just always like really excited, and so he'd be like, "Are you going to you you, you, you what you're going to do is like that kind of thing." And one day <laughs> yeah. he called me into the thing, and I, he could be totally bullshitting, and maybe just the bus driver said I was on the bus saying all kinds of gnarly shit because I definitely was. Yeah, but he said <laughs> that, that the cameras or like the audio on the bus had captured me. Uh, saying some pretty, I forget exactly what he said. Maybe he said using colorful language. Wow. Because I was. I was in the back and I was like, this is how you make a lady squirt. Was he? <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> That's colorful. I'm in the back of the bus. Like, you you got to squeeze it together. You got to go. Yeah, talk about how you eat pussy. I cut a hole in the seat in the back of the bus and I'm fucking it and showing everybody. All the kids. Showing everybody how I do it. They have their notebooks yeah. out. They're just like, oh no, hold on. Now, what's... I loved the bus, dude. It was it, The bus seemed like a international waters to me. I'll tell you something I've never told anybody ever in my entire life and something that I was so ashamed of for a very long time in the bus. You jacked off to the bus driver? No, no, no. It's so Because min- I had a hot bus driver. It's so minuscule, Jennifer. Bruce. Jennifer was the hot bus driver? She was so hot. Hold that. She was like classic. Sorry. Put please. that on the back burner because I have to reveal that I lit uh, the one of the bus seats on fire in the back of the bus. How much and, did it burn up? Like Probably like a golf ball size hole. Gotcha. But it fucking stank, dude. Was the bus driver pissed as fuck? Well, I noticed it happened. I noticed what was going on. I put it out and I immediately changed seats. And so there was nobody sitting in that seat. And so nobody knew. But the bus driver was like, You made that you put the special needs kid in that seat? <laughs> You're like, like Willie, Willie, sit over there. <laughs> Willie. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I had Mark sit over there. Mark, yeah, golf ball. Yeah, burnt the seat. Definitely. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fish. Jennifer, I just forgot about her. She had like she had like big curly permed hair, blonde lady. Yeah. And she had a knob on the bus, the wheel too. Remember Man, the you're knob using a lot of remember the almost knob, sexual words. The knob on the wheel. Remember the and she had that. But dude, a few times whenever dude, I would, you just, know, what, you know, what I did one time at the bus. I put, I made myself camouflage to look like a steering wheel. Dude. And really, and then you, yeah. and then Jennifer got it. And Jennifer, dude, I rode me the up. bus to summer school, and oh. that is full international waters because you can do it already with summer school. You're because I so the way it worked for me whenever I was in. Uh, elementary school and I would go to summer school. It was literally just like free daycare because I probably had gotten in too much trouble at vacation Bible school at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so I would go to summer school and it's like you're not making up credits. You're not doing, you know what I'm saying? You're just going to go. And so it would be at a different elementary school in the same district and they would pick you up from the bus from my elementary school. So me yeah, and my friend yeah. Nick Schaefer, who he was an absolute dog, trouble, a, a <laughs> Bruin. And we're on there. We're fucking around. We're throwing fuck. We had we had a uh, uh, poppets, you know. Oh yeah, dude. You throw them around. You snap them. You crack one on your mouth in front of a chick, and she likes it. <laughs> you ever done that? You ever done one of them no. on your mouth? I'm not that wild. You know what the big thing you could do? It you should do is if you're really trying to get pussy, is you uh, <laughs> you you get a Kleenex and then you empty them all out into the Kleenex oh, and damn. then you twist it up like a big one. Super popper. And then you fucking whap. And then uh, we had this bus driver, I forget, I believe her name was Pam for the summer school. That's perfect. Big, large black woman who did, didn't uh, take much grief. Mm-hmm. and But still, we were pushing the limits of that. And she cursed at us one time, Ooh. me and Nick, because uh, she didn't know we had the Foul puppets. Language? But she knew, she she was nice enough to us. She probably definitely knew it was us, but we had a... The poppets, and I like moved my backpack in a certain way, and it bunch of them fell out of the backpack onto the bus floor, and it was like pop, 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 pop. And she pulled the bus over. She's like, "I don't care who the hell got them, but if you gonna be messing around on my bus with them fireworks, you gonna get the hell off my bus." Like going nuts. I was so scared. Yeah, everybody straight. I also ditched school, ditched summer school one time because of her. No, just just because, because I was like. Why not? Like, I wanted to see what it was like to play, like, to me and my two friends, two chicks. Damn. I know. We didn't play doctor or anything like that, though, dude. But we we decided, me and the these two nice women, you know, <laughs> they're, they're in my same grade. But we all went to, it was in junior high, and it was yeah. the same, day, same deal, where summer school for junior high, you go over to the uh, another one in the district. And so we all go to, uh, I'm trying to think what happened. I think we just, like, got off the bus at the maybe we went all the way to the school or maybe we just like met up at the bus stop and then just kind of like wandered around basically yeah, for the yeah. entire day but like you know it's not too we probably had to walk a few miles here or there but it wasn't like yeah. anything crazy but we walked over to uh this other guy's house this guy dylan's house who he was like bad boy he was like a bad like i've i've had some brushes in my life where I was like hanging out like with actual bad kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're like, saying. Like, like legitimately bad kids. Yeah. And they've grown up to them. Those bad kids have grown up to be bad adults. Yeah, yeah. And not like me. I'm a great adult. Yeah, that's right. Uh, things you're are great. Legitimate. Legitimate adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then we were went over to his house. I remember I got in trouble at his house one time for kicking a bunch of rocks off his roof into the pool. A bunch of tiny rocks, you know, off yeah, the top yeah, of the yeah. thing. And his mom was pissed. But his mom, he's like, you know, ripping cigs in middle school. His mom didn't give a fuck. Oh, that was my anything. neighbor. My next door neighbor, my best friend growing up was that. His mom didn't give a shit, didn't believe in discipline, didn't believe in uh, punishing her children. So this mom, I mean, this mom didn't really have like a narrative like that. She was just yeah. a fucking idiot. And so we would just, we went over there, we're fucking around. And then we get word. Uh, that there's gonna be a fight, so we go over and we watch a fight behind the Save Mart, and it was incredible. Dude, great Save Mart rules. Dude, it was really nice. It was a great fight. <laughs> try, I remember this kid; these two kids fought. I don't remember who exactly. Well, I remember one of them uh, was a kid I played baseball with, but we didn't go to the same school. Yeah, I went there. And I was like, dude, oh shit! And he and he had braces, and he got his his lip all caught up on his braces, and they they were whooping each other's ass. Though. Oh shit! It was pretty sweet. Dude, that's brutal. But yeah, we're hanging out. A lot of my hanging out was also centered around little sh- like shopping centers and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So we're hanging out like in my head. I'm like right now the shopping center. I'm thinking if you're from Bakersfield, you know the shopping center, fucking Hegeman and K 
Callaway, dude, right there. There's a Taco Bell there. That Taco Bell was the center of <coughs> center of all kinds of stuff. And also, yeah, deep cut knowledge too. My aunt worked at that Taco Bell. Oh, really? So I'd come in there, me and like two of my homeboys, and she'd slide the black <laughs> card, and we were hooked up. Hooked up, Dude, and we're also we're also in there causing ruckus in my aunt's Taco Bell, and she was none too happy about that. No, no, no. But she was hooking it up with some free food. That rules. We're going by, over by on the side of the Fitness Nineteen, smoking pot, because the Fitness Nineteen had a wall that uh, if you sat on the like on the because you're kind of tucked away that shared a fence with the golf course. So we could sit out behind the uh, on the uh, green box, electrical box outside of the fitness on the side of the Fitness Nineteen, yeah. tucked away enough. And we could uh, chill and smoke pot and overlook the uh, the lake on the golf course. It was very nice. That rules. That's great, dude. That's a great. It's uh, a great memory from childhood. Yeah, but we were skateboarding and shit all the time, so we're just yep. like we're in this shopping center. Like there was a, that was the best shopping center because you people that was like an area where you know you can meet up with girls. That was yeah. like second best. The big one is the marketplace. I've talked about that, the marketplace. That's the big. If one. you Google Bakersfield marketplace fights, it'll show that uh, <laughs> that they. <clears throat> um, it's an infinite scroll of fights from the Bakersfield market. Sorry, I'm getting long text. Um, then text, Bruce is texting. I'm not texting. I'm getting long, heartfelt texts that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> from who? From my dad. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But then, uh, so to the marketplace, you could go on a weekend, and that was just pure chaos. There's hundreds of seventh graders destroying property and fingering each other and fighting and like yeah. sneaking into the movies through the thing. Wasn't that you was talking about that using the suction cup to sneak into the yeah, movies? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's next level shit. Yeah, dude. Me, my buddy, my neighbor Brian. Uh, I mean, I had so much fun with him because he just was uninhibited by anything and he's like oh, we can order softcore on the tv my mom doesn't give a shit i'm like wow yeah i gotta go to the bathroom my mom is a <laughs> bitch uh, <laughs> yeah. we'd sit on we'd sit out on his uh pull out couch and watch fucking softcore and like the only alcohol stuff because i never really touched alcohol unless i was with him uh, you know, like, and that was literally junior high. Like, it was before everything. Um, but, yeah, we would, I remember getting big gulps and going to his house and then, like, pouring out uh, the the lid of every bottle. Like, t- putting a little, like, filling the lid and then drinking it and then, like, deciding to pour some, like, I think it was, like, fucking brandy. Oh, brandy, dude. Just get some E&J. For some reason, yeah. E&J was always readily available. Always. Because it was, a, it was a, I think it's an alcohol people buy around the holidays and then just don't touch the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, So there's yeah. been a few nights in my very young uh, adolescent life that I was just crushing brandy. Dude, brandy and is it's so the worst. Nasty. It's the worst. It literally, I feel like it's left around left to be accessible by parents so that you drink it and you're like, wow, alcohol's awful. <laughs> but really, we're just like, let's fucking choke down this brand. I feel like everybody has it for their like wayward great uncle that shows up every once in a while and only drinks brandy or something. I think you know? people just get it around the holidays because they do like eggnog and brandy yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah you're it's probably It's so right. awful. It's the worst alcohol. And it is always E&J. And it's so always funny. readily available. Yeah. Yeah, well, we did that and then... Yeah, we used to have fun, but his, like, oh, man, yeah, he was just free. I remember we went over to these girls' house. He was just free? He was totally free, man. See, but, that, like, you're, and it you're, fucked s- him you're up. saying it, yeah, of course, you're saying it in a way if he was, like, released from all inhibition. Not that he had no guidance in his life. I mean, I, I think it was both. He didn't really have a lot of guidance in his life. Yeah, like, but he, he, like, we busted the bricks off the outside of his house with a fucking hammer. Yeah, he, this kid, when we the, were little kids. This isn't, like, a kid who's, like, free from inhibition it's a kid who is fucked yeah he has no guidance that's yeah that's the thing it felt free to me but oh of course at the moment dude n- truly I, I was grounded i'm literally sitting in a chair facing the corner in the kitchen eating my dinner with the rest of my family facing each other at the table and brian literally you see him out the window like smacking his mom around you're like god damn. no dude i see him skipping up we just Literally, it was just like they just found out it was dinner time, and my mom's like, "You're grounded forever. Turn around, face the corner, you know, eat your food." So I'm eating, and then he fucking knocks on the door, and is like, uh, "Hey, can Kevin come out and play?" 
And I remember being like, what the fuck? In the middle of dinner? Yes, because I was like, he didn't get in any trouble at all. We just busted the fucking bricks off the and side of the house. And you were fucked. You were in big trouble. Oh, I was in huge trouble. Yeah, um, yeah, I was in huge trouble. That was like the worst thing I'd ever done, you know? And I didn't know it. He told me we were supposed to do it. He said, my mom needs us to break these bricks. My grandpa. Yeah. He, he my, said, my grandpa needs us to. My grandpa asked me to do this, and he hands me a hammer, and we both start smacking the, the lead. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. If this is yeah, so yeah, fun. This is liberating if your grandpa needs us to do it. Also. <laughs> yeah. Like, Great. Like, oh, yeah. The best job I ever had was my, my dad hired me to do demolition. Mm. He used to do fire, like water damage, fire repair yeah. work. So he would always be, you know, having a, a ready availability of like, burnt out kitchens and stuff that needed to be demolished so then he'd just give me a sledgehammer i'd go in there and just go nuts that's what just break shit all day it was it was a blast yeah i I think i was made for that work for made for demolition yeah i was made for you were built to spill yeah i I wasted all my good years selling cell phones you know i feel that shit do you want to uh you want to take a quick break no i'm good you sure yeah all right I'm good. I'm just sore, and my phone is exploding. I know. That's why I, I don't even. It's not even. I don't. Even, it's not even. So Bruce's episode of "I Think You Should Leave" has aired. Now, if you pause it, there's three frames. You'll see them. <laughs> and it's the second yeah, episode, final sketch, right? Yes, yeah, so final sketch of the second episode, the sitcom episode. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fucking cool yeah, to be on I mean, uh, it's, such a cool show. Yeah, it's, I'm not thrilled with it. Well, you had a lot more that. Uh, yeah, they cut it. They they chopped. It's the biz, baby. They chopped her up. Yeah, yeah. Sent it through the machine. You're like, I spread my ass cheeks. Yeah. I spread my ass cheeks for them, and they cut it. It kind of stinks. That was like a 16 hour day, really, for nothing. That is always the biggest mind blower to me. As a guy who, I mean, you can relate to this too, has made hundreds of sketches over the years. And you figure out how to get them done, and it's easy. And it's like, oh, we'll do this thing. When you walk into a professional set, all all I see on a professional Hollywood set is, oh, we're going to waste a shit ton of time today. Yeah. Because that's all they fucking do. They have a random call sheet for 90% of the cast that just sits around for, you know, eight, eight-ninths of the day and yeah. does nothing. And then you pop in, and it's like... It's, it's, yeah, it's, it, I hate it. I hate it. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, I mean, give me a crew of three dudes and like a lighting guy and post production. You can get all that shit done. Unlimited, like Jimmy. Unlimited Jersey Mike's, though, dude. Dude, see, that's, that's a reason to delay the yeah, shit. I mean, I'm excited about it and it's like cool and it's all this. It's just kind of a bummer to, uh, I don't know. I'm like, I am excited about it, and it is cool, but it, I am also bummed about it because of how much they chopped it up. Yeah, and of like, course. Kind of, you know, cutting out like basically seven of eight lines. Yeah. <coughs> or how much? However much. That's why you got to be number one on a call sheet, Bruce. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <coughs> God, I'm like getting over being sick too, and I'm sore from coughing and sneezing, and I oh god, Bruce, you're a wreck. I really am, dude. I gotta. Oh. I gotta go do a spot, and I wish I would have said no, and I wish I wouldn't have put in the veils this Bruce, day. He has to do a spot God. at the comedy store, and it is weighing on him. I mean, I'm excited, and it's obviously like kind of the same thing. Like, that's awesome too, but it's like now I'm like, ah, oh, I feel I'm like over being sick for the most part. I'm just like so sore from sneezing and coughing so much that I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Now I gotta go do this shit too. I mean, it's what you want to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it always sucks too when it's like because uh, I have that happen to me all the time. You know, I'm getting to record with Pepitone, who's like my favorite. I couldn't have I couldn't have written down on paper what I would want to do more yeah. than work with him. And yet, when there's some days where I'm like, "Fuck, I just want to yeah. stay home." No, I mean it's like <laughs> it's really I don't know. It's like I'm not gonna sit here and preach whatever, but it's like the perspective of everything is like. Once you get to the moment you want, it's like fuck. Well, I mean, this Will, is it. The Will, moment. Will Smith said it best, you know, or uh, Jim Carrey, or one of those guys. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Yeah, he said it. No, I mean, uh, uh, get whatever you want and realize it's it's 
it's nothing. I can't even. I mean, it's nothing. Exactly. It's nothing. And this it's like, is, by the way, that was the most butchered. That's quote. so funny. Yeah, you know that uh, JFK said, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, "What small step for?" He said something about, you know, country. I hope you get everything you want so that you can realize that it's 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 nothing or it's it's not nothing. It. It's nothing. It's, it's like not every, fulfilling. Shit's awesome, and I'm like, I'm whatever, grateful, and I'm like excited that I got to be in like, I mean, you know, Tim's a genius, and it's like my favorite show. Yeah, and it's like exciting that I got to chill and like watch, especially watch him work a lot. Yeah. Was sweet and like I cool to have even like the smallest part of whatever. It's just uh I don't know. Just sucks to have your shit cut up. Dude, I, I would feel exactly exact- I think anybody would feel the I mean, same way. It was from the beginning though. Whenever I booked it and I called you and I was like, dude, fucking holy shit. And I was like so stoked. I was like, dude, we're gonna go fucking since you helped me with the auditions, like, dude, we'll go to a nice dinner, we'll figure it out. And then like I get sent the deal memo or whatever it is and like See how much it's gonna pay, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! And it's it's, and then you're like, at least I'm in it. I get to be in it, and then you see it, and you're like, they cut out most. I mean, truly though, truly, I auditioned probably five or six times, and I didn't audition for the part I ended up doing, and almost every one of those other parts would have ended up being off screen. They were all off screen, almost all, except for like the drive-through one and the warm-up comic one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the uh, even yeah the, the the one that I was why, why are we yelling? What is that? What is that? <laughs> and then we saw that one. I'm like, that wouldn't have not have been a great one to no. get. And a, I also see of a hundred extras. Remind me off uh, off off pot. I'll tell you something, else guys. Quick. For for ten for twenty dollars a month, you can know. No, just what uh, Bruce. It's called off mic. Actually, no, because I actually confirmed it today. I I thought whenever I first watched it that they had used my voice on that. Oh really? And I I went through and I'm now I'm pretty sure they did it. But for a second I was like, "What the fuck?" Can I tell you something? What? I thought the same thing. You did. I did, and I thought I. And also I know exactly thought, which one it is. I also thought it could have been my voice at that at some point because of the the audition we sent and we were both yelling. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, but I literally had that exact same thought. I go, "Do they use? They use Bruce's." Voice for I that? did it to the point that I te- I messaged, I privately emailed my manager's assistant to email me my audition from that day, from that one. Really? So that and I didn't. I was like, hey, do you uh, do you have it from this? I like found the thing. I was like, do you have this thing from November fifth? Uh, so that I can. Uh, did you find I, it? I was just like, I want. I just want to see something. I did, and it's now I'm trying to remember if I sent two for something similar to that. I really I don't remember. But I did, and it's it's. I'm 99 sure now it's not. But at first, I was all, I was, I was convinced, <laughs> and I was like, "This nasty, nasty business, dude." The first time, so the first joke that I ever did that was like, "This is a joke," is uh, that was like, "This is a this is a joke that I'll continue doing." Was the big old dick joke? Yeah. And I remember, probably I had done it for like a year and a half, two years, and I heard Pete Holmes say "big old dick" completely out of context. Not in any way my joke, but I was just like, this motherfucker, he's taking my essence. Nobody says big old dick except for me. There was a real real moment, especially last night and this morning, that I was like picking out a specific one of those people yelling in that sketch and be like, that's fucking, that's me. (laughs) And I was like, no, there's no way. And I was like, what? I like was fully prepared today to be like, God, I was like prepared to have like a meltdown and be like, "What do I even do now?" I'm like a weird guy going after this other thing that I. That yeah, kinda... you couldn't do it. You wouldn't want to do anything about it anyway. I mean, for future casting stuff or whatever. It's so hard. I mean, nobody's casting anything ever again. <clears throat> Dude, also when uh, Rory Scovel wore a members-only jacket on stage, a, a maroon one, I was like, "You motherfucker!" He's like one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" No, oh. I mean, you know. It's all very exciting, and I am very excited about it still, and it's like thrilling, whatever. It's just, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of bummed. Dude, so. Which uh, I, don't know, I don't know if that's like me being a baby or if I like, if that's understandable at all. I think it's totally understandable, but it's also like, it's understandable, but in the same way that like you're standing in a cage full of orphans, and you just got tossed a moldy piece of bread, and you're like, there's mold on it. And we're all yeah. like, we're all like, I'll take it, I'll take the mold. Yeah, you know, of course. But I mean, that doesn't invalidate your feelings about it that are that everybody would have. It's not like, 
And that's the other thing. You are we're in a stage right now where with no auditions going out, there's no potential. It's hard to work. So now you're like, well, at least I got this thing, and you look at it, and it's not what you thought it would be. It's of course, of course. But just like anything yeah. else, you just sold. I mean, on. I yeah. You know, you keep putting in auditions when they're available and all that shit. Yeah, but, dude. Uh, I mean, what do you think? What are you are you going to be stewing about this? I mean. No, I just don't even. I don't know. I like. I feel weird about it. I feel weird for feeling weird, kind of thing. You, I feel weird for not being as excited as I should be. But okay. it's also I look at it and I'm like, I really thought it was going to be a lot more because of what we put, what I had taped and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been able to match my emotions with what I feel I'm supposed to be feeling at the time when it happens. Yeah. You know. Like, even with my mom passing and stuff, like, I just remember thinking, like, I'm supposed to feel different. Yeah. You know, not that I was, I, I just didn't, I just, like, that whole thing, anything, anything, every time. I think in a lot, especially, like, in the last year, like, the career-based whatever stuff that I've gotten, I've had a lot of that of, like, this is supposed to feel better. Mm-hmm. Instead of now, but now, maybe that's because, don't do that. That's going to fall. The time that some things take to happen that it's like whenever it does finally happen you're like oh thank god this is finally fucking happened rather mm -hmm. than like oh fuck yeah this shit should have happened two years ago and you're like you can't even really be happy about it yeah no i get it you know, on the podcast with eddie he uh he was we were looking through his imdb because somebody the one of the sound guys was asking questions about one of the roles that he had played and he's like, pull up Tinkins IMDb. And I'm like, <laughs> don't do it, man. And he pulled it up and we're looking at it. And there was, a, I actually was more stuff on there than I thought there would be. And, uh, and he's like, take that off the screen. It's too sad. It's, it's too sad. He was looking at your IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's so funny. He goes, take that off the screen. It's, it's too sad. And then as we were walking out, he was like, uh, he's like, dude, you, he would just give me a little pep talk. And he's like, just keep, you know, he's like, you got a real, it's a good, you know, just, it was not it was it it's it's a fucking surreal moment to be given a pep talk by eddie you yeah. know um but yeah i mean it's it but it doesn't there's something about that internal satisfaction that is not manufacturable you know what i mean like it's not like oh i just need to hear the right combination of words or i need except for drugs drugs fix everything yeah uh, i mean there's <laughs> for I, a period of time yeah and it's like there is internal satisfaction but i think with a lot of things it's literally like if it would have come x amount of time sooner it would be so much more exciting and you'd be so much more whatever yeah yeah but yep no i feel you buddy i feel you i thought i was going to be a big time rock star when seth rogan had me roll out a joint on a commercial for his new weed thing. And I, I don't even think those were my fingers in the shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> they had a hand model come in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm excited and I'm thrilled and like, yeah, it's a credit. It's an easy thing, whatever, but it's like There'll be more. I mean that's the the truth is there'll be more. There'll be there'll be new things to I hope so. Yeah. You know? And I mean it is I would encourage you because it is your personality to kind of not be satisfied, which I think is I mean, I don't want to say, I'm not saying this completely, like, you can't be satisfied, but I think you, I have seen you uh, always kind of want more, you know, so to try to find a balance between, you know, and I think. Yeah, but I think that's beneficial balance. also. What do you mean? Yes, it's incredibly beneficial. Yeah. It's helpful for getting where you want to be, you know. It's a vision board, you know. It's, you're thinking about where you want to be, and if it's not exactly right, then, you know, you got to push towards it. But it is a double-edged sword, in the fact that you may get something that you thought would be the thing, you know, getting past the comedy store or, you know, something that's like a big thing. And when it doesn't quite hit right, you know, it's like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But I think it, I think the, the, the focus should be on, uh, the fact that we're all kind of emotionally busted, you know, so you're wrong, you know, you know, you, these feelings of, of like inadequacy about stuff like this, to be able to differentiate and be like, I sh I should be sad. It's okay for me to be satisfied with this, and this yeah. is good, and and other shit. And then also be like, yeah, but fuck auditioning for these type of parts or whatever or whatever you wanting to do, you know? Yeah, 
I mean, it's I'm happy mainly that it's like I'm glad I didn't get almost any of the things that I auditioned for because that would have been yeah, all those were off screen. It would have been a real fucking bummer. Yeah, but is this shit? I just drank shit. Yeah, that was all. Uh, yeah, there was a few things that were pretty much all off screen. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I I'm always trying to find that, especially as like being a man who's relatively happy with my family life, like that part of my life, which is objectively the most important is, you know, that relationship with my wife and my kids. But even when that's all going good, I have a very hard time uh, being happy about stuff because I'm not where I want to be, you know, with stand up or with comedy or financially or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I'm also stubborn as fuck. So like I just had an opportunity for to make some money not too long ago but i was like i can't commit to this i'm gonna hate it like this is just gonna put me in a fucking spiral so i was like no i don't want to just do something for money so i'm a fucking idiot and stubborn because i'm like I'll get, i need some more money but it has to be made this way you yeah. know so stupid but i think uh you can't get what you want unless you strive for it you know so you know what it is yeah i'm I taking mean, my jacket off i got i just got worked up yeah, it's funny too because it's like even like talking about auditioning and shit. It's like I had those succession auditions, and it was like one of them. I was like, I just like went specifically to watch that part, and I was like, oh, that could I could have done that too. But then I watched the other one, and I was like, oh, this is so far off, and not even close to me. And it's such a major character in the entire season, kind of thing. Yeah, that I'm like, what the fuck. Yeah, you're like, why would they even ask me to do this? And like, why did I stress about that? Oh, I remember that day. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think you're. I think if you if your goal is to streamline stuff that doesn't matter and try to emotionally, you know, move forward, and then I don't know, differentiate what matters and what doesn't. But I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, I don't I have no fucking clue. How to a do great that. piece of advice, but like, yeah, I have no idea. Even. <laughs> it's true though, like because. Uh, I waste so much energy on worrying about, uh, you know, did I, uh, does, does this random person, uh, it, I, we had kind of a weird interaction. Do you think about that outside of when you're smoking weed? Uh, yeah. I mean, only if I, every now and then when I smoke weed, I'll be like, ah, what if you make it? I mean, but when it's I like, smoke usually weed, I'm just like, I'm never, all of my shit is internalized and it's like, Oh, I suck. Yeah, no, I do. Not like I have a it's lot not like oh, this person doesn't like me because I maybe that's good too that I've gotten to a point where I'm whatever I don't really give a shit most of the time. If yeah, I mean, but there's XYZ even person. there's even I mean, you've seen the way I interact with everybody. I I don't I have a hard time differentiating uh, with my actions who matters and who doesn't or who I should be spending my time with and who I'm wasting my time with. I guess it's probably a better, uh, more accurate way to put it. Um, but I, I do, I will think about that stuff, uh, even when I'm not high, it's just something I, I don't know. I, I worry about it. We, as I'm in the parking lot. I'm talking with Pepitone, Bobby Lee and Mark Marin, and me. That's the four people in the parking lot talking. I'm cracking jokes or whatever, but Mark made eye contact with me for maybe a quarter of a second. And in my mind, I was like, I am embodying his voice in my mind. Who's this fucking loser? Get this fucking loser out of here. I don't want him here. He's ruining this experience. And it took me way out of it. It took me way out of just... Were you high? Oh, yeah. See, that's oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I'll feel that if when I'm smoking weed and I'm, like, in the middle of some things. But also, I'm pretty good at kind of falling back and, like, being like, all right, yeah, you guys got it going on. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're good about that. I, I think that's something that I've uh, gotten a lot better at um, to where I think I'm in a good space with it is just leaving, like when I leave. Because I'll get uncomfortable, but I'll stay. And then my uncomfortable, me as an uncomfortable person, is now in the party. Now they're there, yeah. and I'm just awkward and weird, as opposed to just being like, all right, I'm going to move on. You know, I'm going to go walk around or whatever. Yeah, you know? I don't feel like a lot of the, like, you're not supposed to be here, but, like, sometimes I'll be in green rooms, especially at the comedy store, and it's like, you know, X person interacting with Y and Z person, but it's yeah. like I do have. I am like I'm in the middle of. I'm also a part of the show. Yeah. So like I'm there, but it's like 
in this moment, I just don't really have anything to, to contribute. Yeah. What do you, I mean, is that like a, like an inferiority complex type of thing? Like, a, I mean, probably, but it's, it's, it's not like a made up inferiority. It's a real life inferiority. These are, three, yes. these are three millionaire comedians. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like in the corner and it's like in my head, like the healthy person is like, look how hard we've worked. And look where it's got us. Now we're yeah. in the middle of this whole thing right here. Yeah. And pe- nobody is mad that I'm here right now. Yeah. But in your head, you're like, oh, everyone's pissed as fuck that I'm here. And it's like, no, you're just here and nobody really gives a shit. Yeah. I will constantly seek out the people who have problems with me. Like I'll. <laughs> but that's the thing, too, is that nobody has, you're, in, you're creating, the problem is made up completely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally, uh, I, I have my intellectual mind and then my actual thoughts where I'll be able to be like, yeah, nobody, it's fine, stop. And even if anybody did have a problem, fuck them. Um, But then my mind will just be like, oh, no, no, you're ruining it. Like, you know, I'm just like. so stupid. No, I feel that. I literally only feel that if I smoke weed. Yeah. If I'm smoking weed and trying to interact with people, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, going to the comedy store without a purpose, being high and interacting with high-profile people, I can't do it. Yeah, if but I that's... went there and I did a show, or I was there to do something, then I can I'll be okay. Because but like, you have to. to a here. lot of people I don't, and maybe even including you or me, don't see the A to B equals C answer there. No, nobody does. You it's know all in saying? my head. But no, the A to B C answer is there. Is like, oh shit, I shouldn't get high at the comedy store. Oh, I see. <laughs> if that's how I'm going to feel. <laughs> I see. Do you know? uh, oh, oh, I, I didn't, wait. What did you say? You're breaking up. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh shit! Uh, your house is on fire. <laughs> oh no. Sorry, uh, your truth uh, uh, hit me in the dick. Uh, no, I mean, Eddie. Eddie's sober now, you know, so it's like that's been helpful. But I've been trying not to go up high. That's been helpful to me. Yeah, you, n- nobody should ever do that. I'm setting little parameters, and I'm trying to, like, narrow in on an, on the discipline that I want. So I try to not smoke weed or eat two and a half hours before I go up. Yeah, that's smart. If Drinking's I sm- a whole other thing, dude. I'm putting I have a couple. You, you, I try not to have too many, but you know. I'll tell you what. Oh, when I was a door guy, I would just go wasted all the time there because it would be like late night and nobody's watching. And I'm like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm just letting it rip. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, everybody's watching. Everyone's watching me. Everyone's watching. I just have to see the lineup. I got to follow Ron Taylor. He's so fucking funny. To see what you could do. <laughs> Man. I fucking I feel better after drinking that coffee, but I just fucking that was beating me to hell. Well, you were sneeze, you were old uh, sneezy grandpa from the Smurfs. You know, you were you were really getting after it. Bruce sneezed so hard that he's his whole body was aching. Like I don't know if you guys out there have ever experienced a hard sneeze where your shoulder hurts or something. He was yeah. getting that everywhere. Well, I had a million of those, and so my body is just like sore now. Yeah, no, that's. Ugh. I had uh, I had intercourse the other day. I'm sore. Is it true? Four pumps. You're a four pump chump. I'm a four pumper, baby. Four pump chump. Not I mean, that's how much chump. I love my wife. You know, I you don't know how four? much these guys out there they claim they can last forever. I'm like, sounds like you're in a loveless relationship. Yeah, you that's know? why I come immediately. Immediate, dude. She opens the door. <laughs> I'm already done. I'm like, she, she starts the car on the way home from work. And yeah, like, oh. dude. Yeah, it's so funny because like. I mean, getting older and having kids, like sex is never sex hasn't been spontaneous in forever, you know, because we've had kids for so long. So like, when it's like the anniversary or a birthday, like right now, dude, my anniversary was uh, uh, yesterday, and my birthday is on the first. So I'm like, I'm lining up these encounters, yeah. baby. I'm like, hey, check the Google Calendar, you know. I'm take, I got meds. I'm ready to go, yeah, baby. Dude. You have a, a three-year-old half of Viagra, <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah, Do you still have the same half. Of Viagra yeah, I still, from I still four got four years ago. I'm gonna try it out one of you these. You know, days. it's probably expired by now. I'm gonna, and then I'll be like, "It's me. It doesn't work on me." <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to stick it in the end of your pee hole. Is that how you do it? Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to six hours later, Bruce. It didn't work. What the fuck? Yeah, my dick hurts. It's all blue. Oh man, I gotta <laughs> take some Advil. Oh, poor boy. You just, you, you're rough. I'll take you. Go grab an Advil. No, I, I can hold this it. down. We all, there's only like 15 minutes left of the podcast. I mean, I wish there was more. I always want to go, just go, 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 you know. Never end? 
Never ending podcast. That's what we should do. Never ending podcast. Forever stream. I'm down. Yeah, dude, I oh if I could get control on worrying about what other people think, which is so naive and so childish, uh, I because I have that that feeling, and it, I just I can recognize how stupid it is. I can intellectualize the pointlessness of it, but it's just like it's it's ever present. You know, it's like this thing. Even like you right, you said right now, do a forever podcast, and I'm thinking about guys. Who are like, oh, look what fucking Tinkin's doing now. Oh, maybe this one will work. Yeah, good try. You know, like, yeah, I'm yeah, literally that's just already, such... it's so toxic, dude. It is not good. But I have been trying to just, instead of like, it's easier to have action than preventing action. So to say, stop having, stop thinking like that is much harder than start thinking like this, you know? So I've been trying to give myself little pep talks. and like Yeah, but I mean, I understand that. Positively. People used to give me shit for trying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's my whole life. Even still. People, I get shit like if I say yes to doing certain spots at the comedy. Like if I sign up for a spot at the comedy store and then there's like 10 people left in the room, yeah. I've gotten shit from I've gotten into like legitimate arguments with people because they're like, oh, yeah, you really need to go up. And, oh, really going to get a lot done in here. And I'm like, what? Bitter, the, I've gotten and I've like gotten into it with people and be like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, like I understand. I don't understand. If you see this so clearly, what are you doing? Like, what is what is your goal? If you're not trying to get as many spots as possible, yeah. Like, uh, and also it, that night that I got into it with that guy before I went on stage, pretty room full of drunks. You know, one fifteen, one thirty in yeah. the morning. Two people in the front row end up being from Bakersfield. Get to chat and fuck around on stage. Those two. Brought like nine people to my show in Bakersfield. Dude, there it is. Made some fucking dough. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it, everything comes around. You or know? like people also will do that shit too of like, because their situation is weird and they're like wanting to whatever, they'll like be like, oh, it's all fucked up for guys like us. Be like, and then be like, I'm like, I don't know. I, I like the way things are going. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What are you going to keep doing shows like that? And be like, yeah, I'll, yeah that show probably, yeah. paid my rent for four months. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd be excited to do more of that. Absolutely. Yeah, the, it, there is a weird, weird stigma, and I think it's it stems from comics wanting to be pure comics. I only do stand-up. I'm not an actor. I don't do commercials. Yeah, good I'm luck. a pure stand-up. And it's like, I get it. I get it. I get the desire. I think that would be awesome. But it's just the the synergy between all the different media right now, it's like, no, you're everything. You're going to be a newscaster if they want you to. You yeah. have to try yeah. out here. And people also set their ceiling so low at some points and like then shit on you for not yeah. setting your ceiling as low yeah. as that. Yeah. I got to somebody with it somebody the other day where they were like talking about somebody and they were like, they're fucking rich. I was like, they're not rich. <laughs> like some, Somebody told me they thought I was rich. But they were like talking about like a comic who's like doing fine. Yeah. Like they're doing fine. Like they're, you know. He was like, they're making like, he was like, they're fucking rich. And it's like, they're, they're like not, like, they're doing okay. Maybe at, at best they're selling out like one-nighters, like doing one-nighters at clubs and stuff. Like, yeah. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, that's your, the, the ceiling yeah. that you have is like, that's the ceiling. Yeah. No, it blows me away. Um, that, that perception of some things too, where they're like, oh, this, dude, they got it. I can't yeah. remember who the fuck they were talking about. Well, that's what I forget who it was exactly. Is one of the Avery brothers, like back in the day when we were all like doing open mics. One of them was like, "Like you're like the only one person around here who like thinks that this is going to work out, or like yeah. thinks they're going to." And I'm like, "What are we doing otherwise?" I was like, "What? Yeah, what are we doing here? If if that's the the if that's the whatever, it's like, all good for those guys. They're crushing it outside of stand up, but it's like, yeah." If you're, what's the point of doing this otherwise? Well, I think, I mean, those it's, it's of, like panning for gold and being like, you're like the only guy that thinks that you're going to find gold. And it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. 100%. You know, other, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you got all the equipment out here and you're in the mountains for, to, to, to what? Well, that's why, like, I don't know, dude. I, I, like with people quitting stand up and like, and I'm not talking about the Avery guys, I'm talking about people in like the idea of giving up and the idea of like, I'm just doing this to do it or to waste time or, or whatever. To, yeah, it's like a weird social experiment. Maybe. At worst, I'm doing it because I want to make friends. You know, at yeah. at best, 
I'm doing it because I want this to be my career. And it's not like I'm in a position, Bruce, where it's not like I'm going to wait to see if it happens. And if it doesn't, I'll go back to selling cell phones. I'm done. I'm done doing anything else. Like my brain is in a state and my body is like in a state where this is what I'm doing, you know? So at any point it's like, I have to be working towards that thing. And when I see people like fucking around, especially going back to the open mics, which I've been hustling lately is been a real mind fuck because you realize that 90% of the people there don't even want to do anything with it. Yeah. Like they're not, and they are, trying. they're fucking around. They're trying to impress their two friends they came with. That's yeah. it. And it's like, I, it just, it's insane. Some well, I've had some open really micers get mad at me before for saying no to doing their show because it's like, oh, your show is silly. And it's like, oh, there's a thing I draw out of a bucket and a guy might come on stage and punch me in the balls. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I said no to that because I'm like, no, I want to do comedy. I'm not going dr- to drive somewhere and then just so I can go on stage and, you know, mess around a little bit. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe we'll go up there. Yeah. Oh, wait, whoa. Oh, no. Now this guy's going to come punch me in the nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, those type of uh, experiences. I go to the, I love those type of shows because I, I am able to find like new material or characters or, or different things like that out of those situations. And there's nothing better going on. You know, it's not none like that I'm are, booked none that are going on. Yeah. yeah I mean, not, that's not like, you know, not like my calendar is fucking end to end fucking whatever but it's like i'd rather stay home than do that yeah no i like i like i like those crazy shows if it was a show where it was like a riff thing and you're like oh you're doing this and there's like a whole thing but it's it's you know it's like a you know there's these things that are glorified open mics that there's it's not just you like pulling topics out of a hat it's like oh yeah there's there's a the stakes are high. There's an active threat to this that somebody might come on stage and kick you in the nuts. Yeah, I don't love that. Uh, <laughs> apparently, that ticket is the uh, is one in a, a bucket of a lot of things. So hopefully. it seems like they got that. That seems like that's the zero space on the fucking <laughs> on yeah, the roulette yeah. where they have the double zero on yeah. the zero double zero triple zero double zero. We kill your wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, this could be fun though if yeah. I don't hit that one. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't want to do. I just want to do stand up. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean that makes sense. You got to have your everything lined up. Yeah, I. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm always there's also a part of me too, especially when I go up at horrible, not horrible shows, but shows that are just less than at a comedy club, you know, with a good audience, you know, where people expect comedy, you know, bars, you know, just, just the little, the little shows that we all do in the back of bowling alleys and just random bullshit shows. I, if I don't do well on the shows, when I get off stage, I think I'm like somebody out there could have gone up there and made that insane. Like and made some, that happen. No, I think that all the time. And I'm always like, I want to be that guy, especially if I'm sitting and I'm waiting and I'm watching other comics go up and be like, Okay, well, I guess I'm in competition with the coffee maker or whatever. And, like, you know, there's like, oh, well, could, could you not change a dollar in the middle of my punchlines, please? Like, you know, and I, I, I'll watch that and I'll be like, I'm going to be the guy that shows these people how to do this. And I'm going to give these fuckers in here that didn't expect it the show, the show of their life. And then I'll go up and I'll be like, and then I'll leave and be like, yeah, you didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't do it. That wasn't exactly. See, I start right. catastrophizing in a way of where I'm like, the fucking drive over here. And then. <laughs> so you only had all day to prepare, you know, like that kind of thing. Even yeah. for the set I have tonight, it's it's what right now it's nine o'clock. My set's at eleven thirty. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you had all day to prepare. No, now in your head, you're you're worried because you feel like you know, I'm prepared for the thing you got to prepare for. Oh, what you're gonna just oh yeah, just run those bits into the ground. Yeah, oh yeah, sure they do great, but what yeah. an empty feeling of crushing with bits that you've done a thousand times that have no. You're not tuning anything up. You're just you're just running through the motions. Well, dude, I stopped preparing for sets because of that. Because I'll be, I was just like, I'll just go up there with nothing, and see what pops into my head to kind of force me away from doing bits that I had done. But then a lot of times, you know, I get in a little private panic and just I'll just do this one. 
you know, like I'll do this yeah. one and like. Where if I'm like that, I'm like, all right, I'll. You, if I'm doing new stuff, even at all, I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna open with this thing that always works. Yeah. I'll close with this thing that always works, and then the middle will have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. Like set yourself up for success, and then get the fuck out. Like that yeah. kind of thing. No, I'm like, I'll get up there, I'll say the n word, and then I'll, I'll be deep in the hole, and I'll bring them back. I'll bring them back. They'll yeah, love me, and that. then I'll insult them. Feel that. <laughs> I did do a set when I was in Fresno. I was like, oh, I want to talk about race. Ooh, I want to talk about it. Uh, it was not good. Not good. Hell but- yeah, dude. This is how, my, how the night's going so far. It's night. The show started 9.07. show started technically at 8.55. At 9.01, the piano player texted to the group chat, security to the original room. <laughs> oh, fuck. Which we just right off top. I'm curious, <laughs> curious what that was. It's all good. They only have to wait another three hours before my set. That's right. Now they'll be they'll they'll be ready. Be nice and primed. They'll be primed and ready to go. Yeah, let's ready to giggle. Get a lot of good prime prime spots. Now I'm getting some late night banger roonies here. It's but good. It's, it's good. good, dude. Do you want me? It's to, fun and it's been great. You it's, want me to go up with you? We hold hands. Yeah, go up with me. Hold hands. John Wagner turned to me at the improv mic the other day and goes, "Hey, if my name gets pulled, you want to go up there with me together?" And I just like had this flashback of me and you. I was like, "Me and Bruce used to do that." <laughs> it didn't get called. Neither one of our Neither names. Neither one of it did. No, I got the uh, the the opening spot a week ago. That was fine. Like they pulled your name first. Yeah, and uh, yeah, fucking Rita didn't. He found somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, a, and I, dude, I'm such a fucking baby too. Cause like I got off stage. It was great. I mean, it was a great set. It, and, and like, it just felt great. And I just, I just ghosted Rita. I just kept walking. <laughs> so stupid because I'm just like, I, I'm like, I don't want it. She saw it. If she wants me, I'm here. She knows I'm here. Just walk past. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. But even, I mean, all that shit's fucking, what, I don't know. It's all stupid. Could, could complain about, deep inside stand-up stuff like that forever but oh yeah but we're not gonna do it yeah i could go and go i mean <laughs> let me tell you have you been to flappers lately no i haven't i don't oh. think i've been to flappers in four years people started going back there is it true yeah yeah people have been starting to go i've been seeing little clips from random people like oh flappers interesting, interesting. but you know it's uh that's the place where if you want to be a real comic yeah. If you, you go to where, Burbank. That's where fucking dreams go to die. Burbank, California, dude. Dude, you know what I did this last week? I watched Raging Bull on the silver screen. Where? Uh, it was in pa- in uh, um, Santa Monica. Um, went with Kurt Steinmuller. That's sweet. And, uh, it, dude, it was awesome. I haven't gone to a movie that was like a real movie in the theater in at least a decade. Like all the movies I've seen, they've been fine. You know, they're good, whatever. But to see a movie that's like, this is a renowned movie. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's why New Bev is awesome because they're, they're showing good movies. It's great. And it's bl- the black and white and it's fucking huge. And he's hitting his wife. And I'm just like, yes. Wish I this could. This is cinema. Wish I could do what he does. Dude, he smacks the shit out of his wife. Like in that whole, throughout that whole movie, it's it's him beating the shit out of his wife, just slapping her. He's taking his whole, his work home with him. Oh, a hundred percent. Can't then, he can't separate the art from the? Have art. you seen Raging Bull recently? No, I've never seen it, dude. So he's the the whole character, the main character is just obsessed. Jake, I know it's Jake Lanata. Yeah, he's obsessed with his wife fucking other people. He's obsessed with it. Like he just assumes, he wants it or he doesn't. No, want he she can't talk to people. Be, she'll like say hi to somebody. He'll be like, literally, he's in his house and she comes in and, and kisses uh, his brother to say hello or whatever and kisses. Her, you know, he goes, "What the fuck was that?" And he's like pissed. He's like, "I'm just." She's just like, "I'm just saying hello." Like, well, you kissing him now? Like, what the fuck is it? Like, and then the brother's like, "Hey, take it easy." He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, <laughs> dude, it is so out of control. And then he goes and he beats the shit out of his brother. And he's like, "Are you fucking my wife?" Are you fucking what? Because he confronts his wife for like the 20 millionth time. And she goes, yeah, I sucked all their dicks. I'm fucking everybody. Your brother's dick's bigger than yours. Fuck you. And he's she's just tired of denying it. In his mind, that's just the bell. Yeah. So he like runs over to his brother's house and beat the shit out of him. And then show me your dick. Show me your dick. And then guess what he does when he retires from boxing? He opens a a nightclub and he does stand up comedy in it. 
Is that true? <laughs> yeah. So the end of the the end of his, I mean, he ends up getting arrested for being a pedophile at the end. But um, is that all true about Jake LaMotta? Yeah, I mean, as far as the movie is concerned, I yeah. mean, I don't know if that's true. I think it is true. Um, but yeah, because there's this whole scene where they're in a bar and uh, the the bouncer's like, "Yeah, they say they're they say they're 18 or they're 21. They don't look 21." And he goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, "How old are you?" She goes, "21." He goes, well, "Give me a little kiss." And he fucking makes out with him. He goes, "I ain't never met no under 21 year old who could kiss like that." <laughs> and then he turns to the other, and goes, "How old are you?" She goes, "21." He goes, "Come here." It's dude. It's so wild and then the cops meet him and they show a picture of her dolled up and then her as just like her junior high photo and he's like you meet this girl he goes that's the same girl <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks at the the officer he goes come on he goes, me. as a as a as a hot-blooded man it, does she look like she's 14 he goes, oh crap like that guy on. <laughs> yeah yeah what are you doing here so oh crap oh crap <laughs> am i gonna be arrested <laughs> all right well hey god bless folks um if you're not on the uh the uh, discord yet go ahead and check it out there's a there's there's so many memes and uh you can get a lot of back alleys to the podcast history future past present secret story time drag comedy story hour with, that's right with me and kevin where we we read to all the podcast <laughs> listeners children dressed up in drag Dude, that's what they want. That's what the people want. People are asking for. Uh, make sure if you haven't written us a review, please do so. Uh, it helps the podcast continue to gain steam. And uh, thanks for listening to uh, just two dudes talking. I mean, we've got no theme. We've got no agenda. We have no purpose, you know, but we're just talking. We're and, powering through regardless. Yeah, and you guys are appreciating. We appreciate you. Hope you guys are doing well. Stay healthy. Stay clean. Stay gay. Wrap it up. Good Bye, e- everybody. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs>